Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe it, Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream, or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9920. 23 and enter the pin 287-723-4600 followed by the pound key twice and now your hosts chris devon barry lester sean platts robert herrick and bill sparks afternoon welcome to sport lounge live and uh this is perry and the gang we're all here this afternoon so chris uh, what show are we in We'll get rolling. Oh, it's the 19th of April, the real Patriots Day, the day the shot was heard around the world on Lexington Green. Green and uh, April 19th, 2022, show number 191. So uh, we're uh, off and running, and we've had, uh, we're going to change up the agenda a little bit because actually there's more significant stuff been going on in the NBA because we've had teams eliminated, we've got series going, so we're going to put them on the top of the list. So first, of course, we'll do our panel, then we'll do the NBA, then baseball, then the NFL slash pro football because we got a little USFL, a little XFL stuff too, and some NFL. Then uh, the draft is coming, so we'll see about that. The NHL, and then uh, in the panels, you'll be hearing uh, from Robert about NASCAR and and boxing, and uh, from uh, Sean, you'll be hearing about uh, be hearing about golf. So we'll get those out of the way. And, I have, and I have a message from a caller. Actually, I didn't get a but I have a message from somebody that asked a question. Okay, that's right. Okay. So anyway, so for the uh, for my panel, you know, my, our teams are going along. I'll talk a lot more about the Celtics later because that was a great game the other day and a great win. But we had a retirement in college hockey that's uh, certainly significant here, significant all over the country. Jerry York retired after 28 years at Boston College, coaching there. He played for BC, and he was the top American player in, 60, in the 1967 uh, season. I think, I think that was, uh, you know, they have always had the Hobie Baker Award but I think this was just a different award because there were a lot of Canadians. You know, we did have local guys from here and in Minnesota and Michigan playing hockey, but there were a lot of Canadians would come down and play college hockey if they weren't going to get into the junior programs and stuff like that. So he was the top American player. He's uh, now 76 years old. He's coached at Clarkson from 72 through 78, then at Bowling Green, 79 through 93, and he won a championship. I don't know what year he won at Bowling Green, but he did get a championship. And then he came to BC in 94, the 94-95 season, coached till, coach till this year, till 2022. And then he won in his career 1,128 games. Now, they expanded the hockey season about 30 years ago. It used to be you played about 20. It was similar to the college basketball season. Now it's maybe 40 to 50 games. I don't really know exactly how many you play, but it's more than college basketball. So he won 1,128 games. He, he passed uh, uh, Ron Mason of Michigan State in 2012. 
and then he he won uh, four titles at BC. I think he won one. I'm not sure exactly, but I think it was oh one, oh seven, oh eight, and ten that he won at BC, and was in many finals uh, as well for BC. So he had the BC program going really well. And um, when they stopped for COVID in 2019, they were the number one program. And then of course everything. In uh, in uh, twenty, yes, it's twenty. I keep doing that. Uh, when they stopped in March of twenty, they were the number one program at the time. Just before the, we would have had the tournament, and then of course everything reset for every program. And they struggled this past year. And he uh, knew he was going to retire, but he didn't want to announce. He didn't want a farewell tour or anything like that. But he's a good guy, you know. You hear him on talk shows. He'd come on, and they'd call up, you know, Bean Pots coming on, or the, uh, the, the he's going to be in the tournament or something like that. It just sounded like a really nice. Nice man. We had a friend, just his voice even reminded me a little bit of our, our, our friend, our late friend Tim, who was from this area that he just, uh, just, just, you knew he was a good guy. So, uh, hockey will miss him and the all time hockey coach you, you'd want to call him. Okay. So, Rick, uh, the host to be named later is up next. Hello. Um, we had a Boston Marathon yesterday. It's the first time in a couple of years we've actually had it on our Patriots Day holiday. Um, and it's, there's so many, you know, I'm not a big fan of the marathon, but there's so many sidebar stories that go along with it. And then you add in the, the Bruins playing Saturday afternoon, the great Celtics game Sunday, and then the Red Sox over the weekend and their Patriots Day game. It, it was a great weekend for the city of Boston. It's been a couple of years since we've had a weekend like that, and it was really nice. Um, I watched some of the USFL games. I'll, I'll watch it again. It was interesting. Um, and the one thing I want to do right now is, is something I do a lot of being a Giants fan living in Boston is criticize Patriots fans. Oh. And this is this, <laughs> and this is a yearly criticism for the about, I don't know the last fifteen twenty years. The the Patriots have a Patriots Hall of Fame every year, and they, they bring up about eight or ten names, and then it's the fans vote, it's whittled down to three, and then they vote for one, and one gets in. Well, for years and years, Bill Parcells has been on that ballot, and he never gets elected in. And it's because the fans around here don't like the way he left the team when he left. And it's crazy, because as good as Belichick was in this dynasty was, that this team got turned around by Bill Parcells. This team may have ended up in St. Louis if it wasn't for him. Yep. And it's just the way Patriots, when Boston fans in general, it's not just Patriots fans, they hold grudges. <laughs> so I just I want to put that out there. Um, and that's it for me, Tim. Uh, Tim. Yeah, I mentioned Tim. I, I mentioned uh, <laughs> yes, our friend Tim, and that's yeah. why you're thinking of it. Well, maybe, uh, if, hey, that's a compliment. If, if you remind him of Tim, uh, yeah. that's a good thing. Our, he was a good guy. Anyway, go yeah. ahead, Perry. Well, we want to welcome back uh, the Alpha Media Radio Stations in Mason City. They were, uh, they were taken out a week ago tonight by a tornado, and a, some of them came back on Friday, the rest on Saturday. So we do want to welcome them back. We've mentioned that on All Things Radio. So if you were listening to All Things Radio, you now know how that story ended. And, uh, of course, the baseball season continues. The Cubs are doing okay. The I-Cubs are doing okay. I wish they would learn to, com- to not commit these errors. The I-C- they commit a lot of errors. And eventually that is going to kill you if you keep committing these errors. So I wish they would learn not to do that. <laughs> but... Uh, They'll be in Louisville tonight at uh, 5 o'clock, and then tomorrow they play at, at uh, 10 a.m. Iowa time. So it's an early game tomorrow morning for uh, those wow. of us in the central time zone. But uh, nonetheless, they're going to play it and uh, watch a little bit of the Bulls game on Sunday night. The Bulls, of course, lost. Um, so I guess we can cheer for the Timberwolves in this, you know, in our market because... We're kind of a Chicago, Minnesota, so we can kind of cheer for the T-Wolves as well. And uh, with that, Bill, I told you before this show, (laughs) 
I think coming back to the Midwest right now, I would have probably delayed that a few weeks. Well, if I think if I'd had my choice, I probably would have done that. But it's a 50-50 democracy around here, and 50-50 you lose. So, uh, you <laughs> know, What happens when it goes to the House of Representatives when it's tied? Yes. How do you work that out? <laughs> that, 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 that's when there's issues. But, yeah. uh, but we are coming home on Friday. The other big news, I got up, I turned on the sports this morning, and 107.5 or 93.5, the fan. What's the first story they're talking about? Possibly Russell Westbrook coming to the Pacers for... Um, now, can you imagine? I mean, the two players, one player, you know, they would get rid of to, to go back to... Uh, that's a no-win situation. I don't no. see how... I mean, <laughs> that... That's and his, even, and his contract bill is forty-seven million guaranteed for next yeah. year. Yeah. Right. There's why in the world would you yeah. want to do that trade? I mean, and also we were talking last week about the reviews he got in Los Angeles about being uncooperative and not right. not working with the other players and with the coach. So yeah, you don't apparently want that. apparently he's been that way everywhere he's been. Well, I mean, if you're twenty and eighty or twenty and sixty, whatever the paces were. And 13th place, we know that. I mean, but they're, they're, you know, they can only go up. So I don't know that that's going to affect them. It's just not a real good waste of your money. But they need to get rid of uh, a few players, and they probably will. But other than that, uh, we're just getting ready to get ready to go back to Indy for a couple months, and back in June, we'll be back. So... Just when it gets hot down there. Um, I know. Just when it gets hot, we've got to. But we've got some medical appointments and some things that need to be done. You know, the longer you live someplace, and the yep. more you get things established, then you know you just got to do what you got to do. Yeah. So um, that's my story. Oh, by the way, one little highlight today. I took the Uber to Walgreens. I go in there and I said, oh, I'm coming to pick up my prescription. We don't have anything for you. I said, well, you send me emails every day. I still don't have anything. So they kept going back and forth, and she goes, do you know where you're at? I said, yeah, I'm at Walgreens. She said, no, you're in CVS. The Uber driver <laughs> dropped me off. Of so the poor lady got chewed out for nothing. So I had to eat some crow. And, and go to the other store and finally get it. So it was not. Was the Uber guy gone that you had gone with? Or, no, or actually, so the Uber guy him? stayed with me for whatever reason. He stayed oh, with me. So he took me to the other place. And, well, there you go. But that's kind of what happens. But that didn't make me look so good. But anyway. We're going to make Robert look good anyway. I'm just going to shut up. We're going up. to try. That's not easy. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Robert. No, but, uh, thank you, Bill. Uh, it's pouring down rain here, and we need all the rain we can get. But let's get on to the real things why we're here. In NASCAR, Kyle Busch won the dirt race in Tennessee on uh, Sunday night. And frankly, uh, I hope they get rid of that race. That's a perfectly good racetrack. And you don't need to dump piles and piles of dirt on a perfectly good racetrack. 
Um, but anyway, he set, he tied a record in NASCAR. This is the 18th consecutive year that he's won at least one race. He tied Richard Petty's record for accomplishing that feat. So next year, um, and I'm assuming he's going to continue driving next year, he's got a shot at breaking that record. Uh, in boxing, we have a couple of things. Number one, uh, Earl Spence won three of the four welterweight belts on Saturday night by stopping uh, Eugenius Ugas by a 10th round technical knockout. Um, and now uh, he's hopeful to set up a unification bout with Terrence Crawford for all four of the 147-pound belt. And this Saturday, um, we're going to have uh, Tyson Fury putting up the WBC version of the heavyweight title against Dillian White. 95,000 people are expected to be in Wembley Stadium. Uh, that will be on pay-per-view TV as far as TV is concerned. But for those of you that are blind or otherwise disabled that have Lady A or Google devices, you can listen to the fights live on a station called Talk Sport, and it's from TuneIn. And uh, they have changed the time. We've been told for several months that the, that everything would start at 3 p.m. Eastern. No, uh, the coverage is going to start on TV at 1 p.m. Eastern with the pay-per-view portion starting at 2 p.m. Eastern on ESPN+. Plus. So if you're really interested in listening to the fight, just tell your device to play talk sport from TuneIn. Start looking about 1 o'clock and, uh, you know, and uh, keep checking back because I'm not sure when the radio coverage starts. Um, if you're really interested in finding out, um, you can contact me on my Fillmore box at 773-572-3034. And if you leave a message in my box with contact information, as soon as I find out the information, I will be sure to get in touch with you if you're truly interested in listening. So, Robert, I have a question. Is their style of doing boxing the same, you know, right to the head, left to the body, you know, the traditional way that you hear it, heard it on American radio over the years? When they did football, and I've gone by them when they do the Super Bowl, you know, in years yeah. past when I could find them, it made it, it, somehow it sounded like a soccer game, didn't like yeah. a football game. Yeah, so, no, uh, no, the British people, they, they don't do uh, boxing in the traditional sense, but actually it's pretty entertaining to listen to both guys that, that normally are in the booth or at ringside doing the radio blow-by-blow, blow, they'll both contribute. Uh, that way, nothing is missed. But so it, it, when, I first, when I first heard it last year, I'm like, wow, I don't know if people are going to want to hear this. But the more I listened to it, the more interesting it became because uh, they actually both contributed and you, you didn't have one guy, you know, looking bad if he missed anything. They actually do a pretty good job of analyzing the fight while it's going on and things like that. So it, it, is, it is pretty interesting to listen to. Okay. So, and for like I said, for those that want to uh, want to know when it actually starts, start checking about 1 p.m. Eastern. And uh, if I have any further information, as long as I know how to get a hold of you, I will do that. You know, uh, if I find out, anything or you can put it over, really, Robert. You can also put it over on that um, schedule board over on yep. the seven one two number too. Oh, I, yeah, 13th. I can, I, I can do that. Yeah, into our system, and it'll get there automatically. So yeah, yeah. there we go. Okay, uh, Sean, go all ahead. All right. First of all, don't give every result of every week in golf, but Jordan Spieth won the Heritage Classic, and 
the reason I bring that up is the last tournament he won was Easter of 21, April 4th, he won the Valero. And so he has he's won two in a row on Easter next year. Easter is Masters weekend, so oh. that's kind of interesting. Yeah, <laughs> so that that could be interesting. But anyway, uh, you can contact us, like I said, throughout the week, sports lounge at allthingsradio.net, uh, 800-693-0595, option 2, 773-572-7715, uh, hit the pound key. That is also where I have my wrestling line shooting the bleep with Sean, you know, so just whatever, if you don't want to listen to the wrestling content where I'll be updating tomorrow talking about uh, how wrestling on TV was presented and how the different organizations handled the, the pandemic and being able to keep going and doing what they needed to do. And speaking of that, we had a message from a guy, longtime caller to my wrestling line, but he listens to the sports show uh, throughout various ways. Dennis in Sunset Park, New York, which is over in the Brooklyn area, a longtime caller to me. He asked if any of us had seen the Lakers documentary Winning Time. Now, I have not seen it yet, but I've heard there's a lot of exaggerations and the things are, I mean, some of the Lakers are not very happy with it because they say there may be some untruths and they present them a little more. I don't know if any of you guys have seen it, but. I have no. Nope. From, from what I've read and what I've heard, Sean, um, there's all, all kinds of misinformation. People are portrayed rather badly, in particular uh, Jerry West. And whenever they portray magic, it's always uh, all about his extramarital affairs and how he contracted HIV and things like that. And so all the reviews and stuff I've heard and read, um, uh, nobody is really very complimentary. But, but now, uh, if Dennis would like to call and tell us what he thinks about the documentary, he can do that, Sean, by well, yeah. how can he do that to get on the air? Well, the, the number, the if, 800. If, yeah, if you're listening live, Dennis, call in here, 646-876-9922, and then do 287 oh, yeah. 9923 callers they're already ready to go okay so okay. let us get them in before they get really good so uh pierre you are up first and then jerry you'll be up after pierre so pierre come on in well i did watch that uh usfl and i'm like rick i would watch it again uh it's pretty cool you hear all the play calls you hear the defensive players talking to each other offense uh uh, you hear all the smack talk and all the trash talk mm-hmm. that's going on, and it's pretty good. 
And, Is it uh, easy to hear because there's no crowd there, Pierre? Is that the issue? Right. No crowd. No, they have a the mic. The first up. game had a decent crowd. Yeah. Did it? Okay. Yeah, they had 20,000 because, yeah. see, they, yeah, uh, idea. they uh, did it smart. What they did was they put the first game with the Birmingham uh, Stallions, right. so yeah. 20,000 people showed up to watch their team. But in the last uh, two games I saw, they had no crowd. But yeah, you know, but it's, it's interesting because you hear you hear things you don't usually hear. Like they, there was once in the first game there where the, the referees were, uh, the officials were all talking together on a penalty, and one of the officials says, "I, you know, I got this number doing that," and when the head, uh, the referee says, "Okay, now is this like in the NFL when this happens? This happens?" <laughs> that was <interesting> <laughs> <to hear. laughs> And uh, also uh, talking about the uh, NASCAR, they said they hauled in twenty thousand. A uh, large dump truck load of dirt to put on that track. That's a lot of dirt. 20,000. Wow. Yeah, I saw an article, too, in the Globe here that they, there were a lot of drivers who were not happy for racing on Easter. Right. It's, they've, they've raced on Easter. They said the last time they had to do it was 89 because they had a weather issue and they had to do it or whatever. But this is not something that they, uh, you know, and I, I don't remember which one of them said it. He said they better do good on these ratings or we're not going to want to do this because, right. this is, you know, they're trying to think that it's going to be like Thanksgiving, you know, that they do it late enough in the day that, you know, after the dinners and all that. And so, like, your Thanksgiving Thursday night football game there. But, you know, it's kind of a breaking tradition, and I don't know. NASCAR, they've well, never scheduled a race on Easter till, till this week. NASCAR, NASCAR, Pierre, is a lot about tradition. Yeah. Right. Well, first of all, I, I hope that they go back to a regular Bristol race and no right. more of this dirt crap. I mean, and, uh, Robert, and, uh, go ahead. Robert said that uh, Kyle Busch won, but yeah. the way he won was very interesting. The last turn, the final turn of the race, turn four, heading to the to the finish line. Uh, Chase Briscoe was re- uh, was went in first place. Tyler Reddick was in second place. But Tyler Reddick decides he's going to bump Chase Briscoe and get him out of the way so he can win. And when he bumped him, they both crashed and and Kyle <laughs> Busch passed up. That's, That's right. <laughs> so the other thing too is if there was a lot of rain delays and stuff. It was, was it a mud track instead of a dirt track? Uh, it was well, yeah, awful. they were about that. They were saying that it rained twice, and they didn't do a very good job of getting the water off the track. It was yeah, just no, mud. It, it, it was awful. It, have they? How often do they do dirt track racing, uh, Pierre? Well, uh, last year they did two, I think, and I think there may be two or three this year also. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I, 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 as far as Bristol's concerned, Use the regular track and no more of this garbage. Do they right. come back there? I know it's a famous track, so some of them they come to twice, too. Yeah. Yeah, they come yeah, and use the regular yeah. track later. Yeah, right. They'll use the regular track on the next race. Right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Job, Thanks, Bob, Pierre. Uh, Thanks, Jer- Jerry, come on in. Okay. Uh, well, I thought the USFL was interesting. I. Uh, w- what was funny here, they seen the blackout. Are you guys going to give the USFL scores? Do you have them all? No, uh, no, we don't. No. Okay, I don't have them. They blacked out the Pittsburgh game here uh, for some reason. Was they, it on the Pittsburgh Sports? Do you have like a Root Sports or whoever your sports channel is? Did you have it on there? It's on. No, it's on FS. The Pittsburgh game was on FS One last night on Fox. Yeah, they, they don't have they don't have local deals with. Uh, no, I didn't local. think they did. Okay. Oh, it was no. last night. Well, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, they moved it. It was it, the one that was, was made up. There was a rain delay and a lightning. Yeah, lightning oh, delay. Okay, all right, all the games, 
All the games are on NBC, Fox, NBC, USA, and FS1. So it was on the TV listing on FS1 that I put up for Sunday night, but I didn't. But I didn't know what it rained out. I found out right before kickoff that it had been moved to last night. So they had moved an Arizona Creighton game over to Fox Sports 2 and put that on Fox Sports 1. They had it Monday night. So Local yeah. media never gave the score. And no, it's not. You know, the problem that's going to be in the local markets is that there's no, uh, you know, addition to it. In other words, the, the second week of the U.S., the real first USFL season, Rick and I went to the Breakers game. So then they knew that people showed up. They saw that 20,000 people were there. You know, there's no response to a particular local product that's being yeah. played 1,500 miles away. Yeah. They're not in their actual cities. That's right. The thing. They're, they're using the city and team names, but they're not. And that was never their plan. And it had. But also, my thing is, why are you doing it in Birmingham? Why not? You have empty domes in St. Louis and San Antonio for things like that. If you're going to play in yeah. a bubble, play it in one of those two. That's you know? right. Brian, you uh, go ahead, Jerry. WJFK streamed today. The Nationals won the first game 6-1 to one over the they D-back. Stream, they stream every day, Jerry. Yeah. Oh, I thought eventually they stopped last year. Okay. Nope. Well, okay. I tried them. I couldn't get them today, so I don't know ah. what I was doing. Anyway. That's like Robert can't get and I'm getting KNBR. <laughs> I don't know. It's crazy. Well, now we were just, as a matter of fact, we may as well talk about it because, you know, uh, it was brought up before the show. Apparently, this guy, this, uh, is Jerry, you're in the streaming group, and this guy, Chris in Indiana, who's in our group, said that if you ask for it on iHeart, it will stream. Yep. You say it's yep. like KNBR and iHeart is what you tell it. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Never know. It's always a mystery. Okay. Let's now see if we get to the, to the NBA. NBA. All right. Well, of course, when we were just uh, when we were last with you, we were just getting ready for the play-in game, and the first oh. one was uh, Brooklyn beating Cleveland. They beat them pretty good. They beat them probably about ten or fifteen. I don't have the finals written down, but one fi- you know, fifteen, one oh eight. Okay, that's good. Yeah, and it was it wasn't that really wasn't super that close. No. no, it wasn't. No. So Brooklyn uh, that moved Brooklyn into the seventh spot to play the Celtic, and then Cleveland then was going to play the uh, loser of this other uh, the winner of this other game, and that was Atlanta who killed the next night Charlotte uh, by quite a bit. So um, one thirty five to one hundred three. You guys are good. Okay, so <laughs> that meant that Atlanta was playing Cleveland on Friday night. Now the Friday night games were the best game. They were because yeah. they were a they were elimination games. Eight nine games were elimination games, and they were coming from behind. Atlanta was behind by about fifteen points early. They came back. They got a nine point lead. Cleveland came back, closed it down, and the final I think was one hundred. 7-101 or 106-101, something no, like that. You, you got it right, 107-101. Yeah, so that meant Atlanta moved on, and that meant that put them into the series against Miami. So then uh, in the and so that meant uh, Atlanta and Cleveland won. So then we go to Miami. Uh, I'm just going to do the East, then we'll do the West. Miami killed Atlanta, Atlanta on Sunday. I didn't even get the final on that. 115-91. Okay. And apparently the game was not even that close. It wasn't that close. Yeah. No. No. And, you know, that doesn't mean Atlanta won't win a game or two. You When you come in off a hard win like that, like they just had with Cleveland, it's like, oh, geez, you know, and, and we'll see what they can do. The only early, early, they played the first game on Sunday, so they had less than a, not even a, 
I mean, barely a 36-hour, right. 40-hour turnaround. Yeah, right. that's right. So, you know, we'll see. What, remember, the goal when you go on the road is to win one game. So they And they got Trey Turner. They got some players. You know, we'll see what they can do. They might win Trey a game Young. or two in the series. Trey, Trey, Young. Young. Yeah. Trey, Trey, Turner. Trey Turner's in the other sport. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then in the other part of that bracket, Philadelphia has beaten Toronto twice. Uh, they beat them last night by about uh, 15, I think it was, was it? And uh, yeah. they beat them up even more on Saturday. Toronto, now, when I, from what Tom McGinnis was saying uh, last night, uh, Toronto is really banged up. Yeah, yeah have, well, I didn't know that. We were talking about these series on Friday, and I figured not that the loss of 5-all, because he cannot go to Toronto to play. He's like their eighth or ninth guy. And, you know, he plays, but he's, he's not right. one of their top stars. But, you know, my thought was, that I thought that the you know the top four really were the top four, and that you know you'd really see uh, Philadelphia have, a, but but that Toronto was a, really a pretty strong five, and you might and Sixers kind of struggled a little bit, so you might see Toronto. And again, they're not home yet. We'll see what they do when they get and home. He, but. And he said the same thing last night, Chris. He said that you know if Toronto had all of its guys, he said this would be a much better series than it had been. Right. Right. In the other and bracket, my, and okay, Gus Johnson was Gus Johnson was actually doing that game for. TNT with Greg Anthony last night. Okay. So, in the, in the best game of the weekend, and the one that drew the most attention and everything, the good old 3.30 Sunday afternoon game, which is NBA prime, you know, that's traditional NBA prime time, and naturally they had the Celtics and the Nets, and I said to you guys on Friday night in the conference, once it was set, that I said the Celtics are beating the Nets. I don't care, and I, my prediction isn't sick. But this was really quite a game. The Celtics, uh, you know, the Nets kind of led early. The Celtics then took a 15-point lead in, in the four, early in the fourth quarter. Nets came back and got a lead of five points with about three minutes to go. And then it was tied. And then Irving got a three. And you can say, oh, geez, here we go, 114-111. Then, you know, they came down. They got a basket. I forget if it was Brown or whoever. Brown. And, uh, yeah, so they had to – what they said when they came into their timeout, because they, uh, they were talking to – Al Horford after the game on, on uh, you know, uh, Sports Hub, and they said, we need two scores and a stop. They weren't planning on calling a timeout. They just figured they knew what was going to happen. So they came down, got the quick score. Kyrie spent too much time with the ball. He was <laughs> trying to set himself up. And he said, you know, I won. I had this game one. I'm going to do it again. I'm at least going to get it two. By the time he saw he couldn't get it done, he had to get it back to Durant, who didn't have a good shot. So then they got the rebound. Then... They had two opportunities before Tatum laid it in. They had uh, Smart up fake the three. Then they got it to Brown. His shot wasn't as good. They got underneath, underneath to Tatum, and they said in the paper that it was Kyrie's job to deal with Tatum, and he didn't do it. Now, you got to give Kyrie credit because he was putting up a lot from the fans, of course. But, you know, he got 39 points. But Kyrie is Kyrie. If Ky- if Kyrie is in charge, you know he he decides sometimes that he's in charge. And even though he's got a better player with him in Durant, as he did with uh, LeBron, but there have been times in his career when he decides he's in charge and he's going to do it. This was one of the his little ego was hurt in eighteen nineteen when everybody didn't defer to him because Brown and Tatum had gotten them, and uh, you know Smart had gotten them to the Eastern Finals the year before in the seventh game when he was out. Uh, and, you know, and, and I think Haywood was still out, too. And, you know, it's like Kyrie is at certain points, he gets in his head, he's going to win the game. And if you and, are like that, and you have really good players with you, you can't do that, and he costs them the game. And, all right, another story that just came out today on Kyrie and that game with Boston, he was fined $50,000 
for flipping off the Boston fans. Yeah. Not the pocket change. <laughs> yeah, 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 I didn't care about that. Yeah. But so Sully's got to win now. Remember what I just said about uh, game twos and stuff. I mean, this is this is going to be this is one of these series. Now, hockey has these all the time where and you've got one in the West, too, I think, in, in Minnesota and, 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 and Memphis. Good teams that are going to meet in the first round. Usually it's kind of ho-hum, you know, one and eight, two and, two and seven. But this is, you know, they're not if Kyrie had done what he should have and gotten his vaccination, what would they be, a three or a four seed or something? You know, they'd be right there with the Celtics somewhere, and they're not because he didn't play all those home games, and surely they would lost they, would they be? Would they there. be, though? Would they be, though? Because if, would he's they doing, be? No. if he's doing the same things that he was doing on Sunday, they may not be. Well, the thing no, is, he's still a good player, and there's certain times when he really came in handy, when Durant was hurt. You know, for a long part of the season, if he played some of those home games, they might have won some of those. You know, but they would have so. him and Harden. I think might have clashed because remember half that season they had yeah, Harden. Yeah, at that time Harden was there for a while until and you had, know, he left. And then you had the other game on that side of the bracket there. The other game you did, and the Bulls actually did pretty well. Uh, you know, they they hung in there, and but the problem again with the road team, and again the Nets have to think this too from the side of the road team that loses is. You know, this was maybe your chance to pick off that game, and if you don't do it, will you have as good a chance? And I think there's a better chance of the Nets having as good a chance on Wednesday night or, or a decent game than maybe the Bulls. I don't know what you think, Perry. I w- I would agree. Yeah, yeah. So that may have been Jamal's gonna, and Jamal's going to be coming up in a little bit. So Jamal, I see. We'll get to we'll get through this this, and then we'll get yeah. To we'll you, do but. we'll do the West now. So Minnesota beat the Clippers in their game, uh, in the play-in game. I think they beat them by about, what, five or six, something like that. Now, that was a good game because they had to come from like 10 down in the fourth quarter. 105-101, Chris. All right. And uh, so they beat them. And then New Orleans beat San Antonio by about uh, 10 points or whatever. So, Sean, what do you think? As a Spurs fan, do you think it was worth it to get a little experience in a playoff run and stuff for some of the young kids? Maybe, but not really. I mean, I you know they should. I yeah, I I wasn't real. I I didn't pay attention to a lot of them because I knew okay they were either going to lose Wednesday or lose Friday and be and go down to the lottery. Right. Well, they're in the lottery, and then, there you go. So you see whether they can get something that way. And then um, in the eight nine uh, elimination game, we had New Orleans beat the Clippers, and that was a crazy game because New Orleans got yeah. way up. And then the Clippers got way up, and uh, you know New Orleans came back and ended up winning it by about five, four or five points, one hundred five, one hundred one, something like that, I think. So that was nuts because they they had to come way back. So in in that, uh, in, so New Orleans was the number eight team, and they played uh, Phoenix, and they got uh, blown out pretty badly when they did that, which was not surprising. Again, that's a more typical one eight kind of series. Then you have uh, the Dallas Utah series has been a good series at the four five. And they, yeah, one one now. They you know Utah 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 won on Saturday and Dallas won last night. Both good games, and uh, you know I think this is going to be a long series for Dallas and Utah. So I think Phoenix will have some time to rest while that that's going on. And then Minnesota beat Memphis in uh, the first game, and uh, what what they beat them? They beat them pretty good by about ten fifteen points. Uh, Thirteen one thirty to one seventeen. Okay. Yeah. And uh, you know, so Minnesota beat Memphis, and and that's you know, you know this, that's gonna be that is gonna be a it's two very high scoring teams. So if you want entertaining and scoring, there you go. And also the I'll two get new the kids story on that. 
Yeah, you know, a story on that in a minute. Yeah, yeah. Unlike the uh, other two seven series, where you have a lot of playoff veterans with the Celtics and Nets, and they've been in the playoffs a lot last few years. You know, and Kyrie and Durant, and the Celtics have been to the finals of you know Eastern Finals a few times. These are the new kids on the block. Which new kid on the block who doesn't have a playoff pedigree, who doesn't have playoff experience, is going to move on? That's going to be the if Shabalant takes off, then that's it becomes a different series, and he yeah. didn't have. But, and then finally, Robert's Golden State uh, team has been doing a number on Denver pretty easily, the two games. So they're up two games to none. Yeah. So it looks like whoever the new kid is is going to have to play the grizzled Warriors who, you know, are around, <coughs> have been around uh, certainly uh, plenty of times in the playoffs lasted seven or eight years. So, Sean, yeah. why don't you tell that story about Minnesota? There's been a little human interest going on. Oh, yeah. Okay. Glenn Taylor is the owner, one of the owners of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Now, Wednesday night, Kevin Harlan always gets these games. He got the cat. He got the streaker, the guy in the thong. And so he looks over and he's like, wait a minute, a worker fell. And so they're over there, Reggie's, and then they got Allie LaForce all in there. Apparently, a lady protesting, Glenn Taylor, glued herself to the floor. And then she admitted. So they got her. Now, the glue was still wet, so they were able to get it. Then Saturday's game again. And Why was she game protesting was in Glenn Taylor, though? Well, I'm going to get to that in a minute, but Saturday, another protester at, in Memphis, same organization, chained herself to the basket, and this was in Memphis, and she had a T-shirt on. This 19-year-old on Saturday had a T-shirt that said, Glenn Taylor kills chicken. What's it says? Glenn Taylor, Glenn Taylor Farms, they had to do away with, they had to kill 5 million chickens because they were infected with a severe, very contagious bird flu. And they did it. You couldn't touch them to kill them. You had, so what they did, they called it a ventilation shutdown. Basically, they smothered them, and then they had to set fire to the bodies to basically get rid of them. That's how bad. And they were paid by the government because they were paid to do this because of the loss to their business. And this group where they had these two protesters, they're called direct action, is what the group is called. And their thing is they want all animals to be free. They protest people having pets. They say, how could you kill these poor chickens? Where the chickens, I mean, they were suffering anyway. It was like, like I said, it was like their version of COVID. But, so these and and what, they do, what these protesters don't realize, because we've had it happen in this in Iowa too, what they don't realize, the government tells you that if, if these animals are inflicted with bird flu, you have to kill them. There's no other option. Yeah, they have to. But the, the ironic thing on this one is Minnesota has won both games with both these protesters. Now, ESPN just said, oh, something going on. They didn't say it. But the one lady chained herself. They had to get the bolt cutters, and she was a 19-year-old. And according to someone that I heard said, she looked like she was about 50-something. But So if nothing else, you want to pay attention to Minnesota, Memphis, just to see if these people show up again. But And if they do, maybe Minnesota wants them to show up. They keep winning when they show up. So, hey, you know. Uh-huh. But anyway, okay. So that's where we are now, and of course, these series will be continuing. So by the time we get to next week, we'll have a lot more results for you, and we'll have you know well, one of them might one or two of them might be over. So we'll we'll see about that. Well, let's we uh, let's bring in Jamal and see what he thinks about the the NBA. Hey, Jamal, will the White Sox ever play again, Jamal? <laughs> <laughs> well, will Jamal ever talk again? <laughs> will Jamal talk to us? Hello, I'm sorry, I'm out. I'm there you go. Muted, yeah, there you go. A couple things here. I think the Bulls have a shot to win at least two games in the series. 
the way they played. They're not going to beat Milwaukee, but I can see them winning. They're the pass to put them to win two games in this series if they keep playing the way they're playing. The, the problem was the three-pointers just weren't dropping on Sunday. Otherwise, the Bulls would have had won their first game, and we really could have talked about Resurrection Sunday. <laughs> because, I mean, even even that, even that Nets game, Nets-Boston game, another example of Resurrection Sunday. Because the Nets had him down, and then Boston came back and won oh, at the buzzer. And I was mm-hmm. telling people, don't fall asleep on the Brooklyn Nets because they got just oh, yeah. their entire team intact. And it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen. And as for the White Sox, I guess they're right now again tonight, which is unfortunate. They are the doubleheader double tomorrow. I, I, hope they pl- I hope they're able to play tomorrow. Hell, you know, the White Sox are off to a very good start. I've been happy from what I've observed for the most part, and assuming they get back healthy and they stay healthy when they don't have any injuries, this could be a team that can make significant noise in the American League. I yep. really think so. They could. If, if they, they could. don't have any major traffic injuries like they did last year, where they kind of limped to the division and then fizzled out, I mean, they took two out of three from Tampa, which helps, and which will help down the line. For mm-hmm. his playoff positioning, I'm thinking Tampa Jamal is ready to get out of Chicago. Don't you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did the Cubs, did the Cubs beat him today? They did. The they beat, beat him last, last, night. last yeah. night. I know they beat him last night. Yeah. They play, I don't I, think they, they play playing today. They played. Yeah, they played tonight. tonight. They'll play tonight. Okay. Well, how how is the weather? By the way, it's probably chilly there. It's too. kind of chilly. Yes. Yeah. But no rain. So, no rain at this point. Thank God. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Good, good job, Jamal. All right. Uh, All right. Okay. Dick, you're already unmuted, so just go ahead. Uh, hello, boys. I hope you guys hey, are doing Dick. well. Yep. Uh, I tell you, if the Bulls win one game, I'd be happy. But they really, you know, their best three-point shooter was Ball, and he's, he's finished for the year. So yep. they just can't hit threes, and, and I, I can't see how they can beat the, the uh, Bucks. Mm-hmm. But uh, did you guys know a station I can hear these Suns? Uh, no, not the Suns. They're not streaming, but. 100.3 ESPN New Orleans is running the Pelicans. I guess they are now the flagship of the Pelicans. They stream. They stream. They are streaming. So that's one. But 98.7 Arizona Sports, which is KMVP, is not streaming. But the New Orleans station, the New Orleans station uh, KLRZ, which is 100.3 ESPN New Orleans, is streaming. Okay, thank you. So uh, they haven't repossessed the uniforms yet of the, those, that new football league? <laughs> I, I, no, not yet. No, no the Fox and sorry, NBC yeah. are giving money. The Fox and NBC are part owners of this league. So yeah. Okay, so how long do you think it's going to last? I, I, I say football. I can't get into football. In we'll get to that later. Yeah, 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 I, I, think, I think there's a what, market for it, especially the, with all the betting that's being done, how much more legalized yeah, and stuff it is. Yeah. People I love to bet football. One, I, I think the Rocks League is going to last, the new XFL lasts longer, but I think it has a better chance because it has a, a little bit of tie-in with the NFL now, So, but we'll see. Unfortunately, we can't be extremists who control the Senate and the Assembly up here. Uh, they don't want any gambling, so we can't. Yeah, they're fooling around here, too. They should be done with That's, this a long ago. You know, you know, what, the, you know what, the, you know what though, Dick? If you want to bet, all you got to do is cross the line. I know Iowa and Illinois both have it. <laughs> Yeah, hey, well, people do that for marijuana here, too, so there you go. <laughs> and that's why they're playing all the games in one site in Birmingham, and that's probably why they didn't pick San Antonio, because you can't bet in Texas. And in St. Louis, I don't think you can bet in Missouri, but you can go over to Illinois, but Birmingham, you can. That's why they picked one site for all, because the whole league is based on betting. Right. On 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I tell you, I, mean, I, I hey, look, I like to, I love playing the parlay cards when I was a kid. But I tell you what, betting on is this going to be a first down? I, I don't know. It, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have some oh. problems with that. There are people who really can't handle it. You know, I, oh, yeah. you guys ever been to Vegas and ever played craps? Yeah. I tell you what, I played it once, and I was it was just I was really going so fast. I felt the rush, and I had to back off because I just didn't know what was going on. Yeah. I remember coming back. We, we had a ACB convention there in 2014. I'm flying back on the red eye. It was the quietest plane I was ever on. Nobody had won. You could tell. It was very somber on that plane, you know? Uh, yes. Yes, I knew. Okay, you. Dick. All right, Good guys. job, Dick. Take it easy. We're halfway through the show already, and Al is with us. And, uh, Al, are they? you're already unmuted. Are they ever going to play baseball in Cleveland again? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they'll wait till Monday when they go to the West Coast. <laughs> the well, it's not as bad as that snow. What year was that, Al? We had the snow for for a week, and they lost the two series. Remember that? Oh, yeah. That was in 2007. I remember that. Yeah, one. yeah. It was yep. Seattle and Milwaukee, yeah. In fact, they had to uh, play some of those games in Milwaukee Stadium. They, they did. They did, yeah. Yep, Dude, they went yeah. to Milwaukee, yeah. California Angels. At that time, the was, Angels, that's right. It was the Angels that came to Milwaukee and played them. Yeah. game series, I remember that. And we finally got to come back in late April sometime. <laughs> yeah, But right. anyway, a couple questions. Uh, uh, first of all, I was listening to the Oakland A's uh, feed last night on TuneIn. Yeah. Uh, they don't have a flagship station because you don't hear the guy say the station. Uh, they do. It is on 9, I believe it is 960. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. K-N-E-W, K-N-E-W, Bloomberg Business Radio. That's yeah, the reason they don't mention it is they're just buying the time. So they're not plugging anything on the flagship, and they're not, you know, that's like just a program to them. So they're just, uh, the, just the running A's it that have, way. The A's actually have a, an app. It's called A's Cast that you can get on your computer, and I think you can yeah, get it on a, your iPhone. That's tune and, Live is getting done. And they do yeah. uh, they do 24-hour programming. They have different baseball shows throughout the day. You know, and it's not all featured on the A's. They have actual hosts on there that actually talk about other teams, and they'll interview people from other cities. And, that's interesting, you know. yeah. So, uh, anyway, yeah, so I like the announcers that Oakland has. I, oh, yeah. Back in 2019, they're pretty good. They oh, are no, good. Uh, I enjoy uh, them. We've been and very before, lucky to, to get yeah. announcers. Before I let you go, is ESPN cutting back in their baseball coverage? Cause I know uh, they're, they're only going. doing Sunday night. They're only doing Sunday night games, yes. Yeah, because they have, yeah, well, they're doing that. That started this year only Sunday night because they have NBA, NHL. They want to focus on Sunday night and, you know, other leagues like TBS is doing a lot of Tuesday games. They don't have one this week, but uh, Fox Sports 1 has the midweek games and Apple and others. So And TBS TBS has midweek games and also, Dick, for ESPN Radio, because I'm assuming that's what you're asking about. No, that's my brother. That's about TV. Oh, yeah, TV. Okay, yep. but just, radio. Just Sunday night. Yeah. Hey, th- thank you, gentlemen. Uh, hope you uh, all right. Hey, 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 the right. Guardians will play one of these days. <laughs> right. Yeah, Hopefully they will. tomorrow. All right. We'll head it tomorrow. Oh, and, and Saturday they do. They also, ESPN Radio does a Saturday afternoon game that FS1. They do. That, that is correct, yeah. Yeah, he was okay. just about the TV. He didn't care about the radio. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, they're folks. Gentlemen, you have a good rest of your week. And we'll all right. Talk. You, you all right. too, Al. Yeah. Are you going to be on tomorrow at 1, Perry? Uh, I, Bill, no, will, Bill will talk about that in down the line. We're taking a, a break right now, so Bill, we'll let you know. Okay, thank you, gentlemen. You bet. All right. All right, now it is time for baseball. It is. Good transition, Al. Thank you. What's that? Good transition, Al. Thank you for that. That's right, Al, the baseball caller. Okay, so um, Pierre mentioned something, Uh, and I tried it. First, before you get there, the uh, 
National six Diamondbacks won in the first game, and the Mets are trailing the Giants four to one in the bottom of the fifth okay. in the first game. In the first game, and that's a straight doubleheader. The Diamondbacks game is a split doubleheader, so they'll probably right. be back about seven oh five for their second game. Yep. Okay. Impossibly hard baseball uh, quiz is on Miss A, and it was pretty hard. Who has the most base hit, uh, extra base hits of all time, and you know some all time questions, you know that kind of stuff. And it was I only got one out of five. So uh, it isn't that hard, that easy. So if you want to ask, you just enable imboss- impossibly hard baseball quiz, and uh, you know you can play it. Pierre brought it up, and it's pretty cool. I'll have to try that. <laughs> I haven't tried that yet. Yeah. Now I'll just say Clayton Kershaw, and we can talk for five or ten minutes because Clayton Kershaw <laughs> got removed after eighty pitches and uh, thirteen strikeouts. On Wednesday, I think it was, he had a perfect game through seven innings. And Sean, uh, uh, you know, so th- this is something Dave Roberts has done before. He did it with uh, Rich Hill, who got a blister, though. That That's the thing about the Rich Hill situation. That was on September 10th of 2015. He had a uh, per- – that was a perfect game, too. Yep. And then he, he did it for a no-hitter for uh, uh, Walker Bueller yep. after six no-hit innings on May 18th. Uh, of I think of was it last year I think yep. and Ross Stripling a seven and a third no hit innings so you know this is this is what he does and you know they're really strict on the pitch counts I to me you'd like to see them go a little further but I will tell you two uh, the, the other side of this two pitchers I will mention uh, Johan Santana Johan Santana came to the Mets. There was a big battle between the Red Sox, the Mets, and the Yankees as to who was going to get Johan. He said he kind of wanted to play in the Northeast, whatever, good fan bases. He uh, was going to come to one of the three. Came to the Mets. Mets had never had a no-hitter before. Well, But that's after he threw 144 pitches, too. That's yeah. my point. Yeah. So it can be the, the other extreme where you you uh, you know have a guy, and that was in, I think, 2001, if I remember right, maybe 2002. Anyway, he only really pitched for the Mets uh, in, in any effectiveness at all for the, from the middle, you know, first of April to the beginning of June. Because it was the first game in June. I know that he did this for, like, the first of June. So that was it for him. His career was ruined. He never – now, the 144 is a lot – more than eight, that is for sure. The other guy, and Rick will remember this, and I don't know if it has anything to do with arm, with with the, what he had to do in New York. Billy Rohr. Billy Rohr started his career in in 1967 at Yankee Stadium. Had never pitched a game before. Major League, you know, he had a no hitter with uh, two outs in the ninth inning. It was broken up by Elston Howard after a great catch by Carl Yastrzemski. He then the next week faced the Yankees at Fenway. The next Friday, shut him out. And then he got into a pitching duel with Joe Coleman, uh, who was the big young female for the Washington Senators at the time. And uh, then I, I, he may have won that game or not. I don't remember. He might have gotten hurt in that game. Anyway, he only pitched three or four games ever, unless he came back as a reliever. So you wonder sometimes, you know, there's no exact science to this stuff. I'm not disagreeing with the, uh, the uh, aggravation of all the people that say that it really bothers them what, what happened in this situation, but I'm just bringing up a couple of examples of what can happen. And, you know, I, I, uh, Billy Rohr was really a sad situation. Hey, the Red Sox won the pennant that year. I'm not complaining. And they had other pitchers that filled in. But you look like, it looked like for the first time, other than Lomborg, they were going to develop a young pitcher, and he never was any good. It was terrible. And we don't know, Frank. In this case, in, in, on its own, what we don't know and what the Dodgers probably do know is about Kershaw's health. Right, and he's been injured the last couple of years. He certainly too. has, so we don't know. I mean, it would have been nice, and, and I agree, you know, let him at least give up a hit, but if, if they think that's all his arm can, can handle, they're the ones that are paying him. Now, I, um, I will tell you, uh, Mike Fires 
who has uh, injury trouble, and of course he's not in baseball anymore, I don't think. But when he was pitching his no-hitter for the A's against the Cincinnati Reds, uh, Bob Melvin, towards the uh, late portion of the game, 7th, 8th, ninth inning, he told him in the dugout, he said, I'm going to let you continue, but I'm going to have somebody in, in, in uh, reserve because of your history of injury. But I, I'm not going to come out and embarrass you and take you out of the game. I'm going to allow you to either complete it or we'll take you out as soon as you give up a hit. Now, Dave Roberts, for whatever reason, I don't know if the Dodgers, tell him to do these things or whether it's something he decides to do but there's only been 23 perfect games in major league baseball history the last one that was thrown was 10 years ago by matt kane of the san francisco giant um it would have been nice to uh, to uh, do the same thing that bob melvin did you know say okay yeah. clay we're we're aware of what you're doing we'll have somebody in reserve and as soon as you give up a hit we'll take you out I mean, a lot of pitchers are supporting uh, Dave Roberts, though. Surprisingly, one of the pitchers. What if Dave Roberts had said to him, "Look, we're going to send you out in the eighth inning, but I want you throwing like no more than ninety miles an hour. I want you to take something off. You take it easy, and you know there's a good chance you're going to get a hit, but and someone's going to get hit, but maybe they. We've all seen position players come in and throw one, two, three innings. So you don't know. Baseball is crazy. You can hit a ball right on the nose and hit it right at somebody. So tell them, you go out there, you take something off. If I see you throwing too hard, I'm coming to get you. And if you give up a hit, I'm coming to get you. But as long as you keep getting people out and you're right. not throwing hard, go for it. You know, because kids out, if you're not throwing that hard, you're not going to be throwing a whole bunch of pitches. They are going to hit it somewhere. Right. Know? Yep. Well, I, I, I know I know. certainly uh, Dan Gladden was not happy. He said, what? He said, at least let him give up a hit. Uh, yeah. A, yeah. A perfect example of that, uh, Rick, is that Dallas Braden, uh, who used to pitch for the A's, and now he's broadcaster for the A's. When he threw his no hitter on Mother's Day, on Mother's Day 2009, Dallas Braden never threw the ball hard. He, yeah. he he always threw it 85, 90 would be his max. He threw a lot of curve balls, a lot of sliders, and he he constantly had arm trouble. But he threw a perfect game against Tampa and never uh, blew up the radar. So it can be done, but uh, I don't know. Uh, if you're a Dodger pitcher and you're you're working for this manager, if you're having success, you got to wonder, am I going to be able to complete what I'm doing? You know? Yep. So, um, okay. Now, one of the things we were talking about the other day, and the Reds aren't the only team, but I, uh, David USF gave us a list of Cincinnati owners and, and, you know, we think of the Yankees and Red Sox and Cubs being long-term. And these some of these people were pretty long, but others were not. Cleveland Indians would be in the same boat. You know, if the team isn't making Guardians. as much Guardians, yeah. but they were the Indians when, you know, as well yeah. when this right. would be happening. You know, they had many owners as the Cleveland Indians. And the, the thing is, yeah, I'm having more trouble with that with the Washington football team. I know yeah, that. that. That is a hard one. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the, the thing is, I don't know, maybe I said Indians more in my life or something. But anyway, let me read you the list. And just to show you, you know, when we think about, and just talk about, let's say, the, the Red Sox. We know the Yawkeys owned them until John Henry owned them, basically. That's, you know, either it was Yawkey, Gene Yawkey, Tom Yawkey, or Gene Yawkey were involved for 70 years. So, I mean, those are extreme. Dan Topping, Del Webb, then CBS for nine years, then been the Steinbrenner since 73. The Cincinnati owners since 1933. Powell Crosley, 34 through 61. That's a nice long one. That's Crosley Field. WLW, the whole thing, got the radio going with Red Barber and everything. Then we have a guy named Bill DeWitt from 61 through 66. I remember him. I remember the name. And then we had... Uh, 
Francis L. Dale, don't remember him at all, 67 through 73. Louis Nippert, now he must be the guy who Nippert Stadium was named after, where the Bearcats play, 73 to 80. William and uh, James Williams, uh, 80 to 84, that didn't work out too well for them. Marge Schott, though, 84 through 99, we all remember her, and they got a world championship. I know she was crazy, but she owned the team for 15 years. That's a good run. Carl Linder, uh, 99 through 05, and then this Bob Castellini now since then. So he's owned them for a while. Maybe it's time for him to sell it anyway. But, uh, you know, for him to threaten, I'll sell the team and it'll be moved, you know, when they've had, when many Reds fans that are my age have lived through six owners, they're not going to believe that. So it's kind of a silly thing to have said. That, that was my point. I think the reason, maybe the reason you remember Bill DeWitt is Bill DeWitt Jr. owns the Cardinals. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I do remember the name Bill DeWitt when, when he owned the, owned the Reds too. So, but I mean, it's just some owners you, you, you know, you know, the A's have had long. And we know, and we know that Bill DeWitt Jr. was one of the owners who voted against the current CBA. Uh, of course. Yes. So anyway, so just, just, a perspective on, you know, some teams are owned. The Dodgers, yeah, they had that problem with McCourt, but basically they've had stable ownership. The Giants have had pretty stable ownership. You know, they had some issues when they almost moved Cardinals. to the 80s and stuff. Cardinals, yeah. So, you know, they've had a few owners, but but it's been good. So it, it uh, the Reds fans are just like, whatever, sell it to somebody who wants to win, you know. And have, let, let Bill Cunningham and some of his friends buy it because Bill <laughs> Cunningham would, would want to win. Hey, that is for sure. Let those guys, hey, let those guys uh, on the W that were on that WLW thing do it. it. It might be crazy, but I'll bet they could get the job done. That's right. That's right. Okay. So we had a, a death in baseball, somebody that we uh, remember uh, as Red Sox fans, Joe Horland. 84 years old from the White Sox. He came up on September 4th of 61. His last game was October 4th of 72. Played for the White Sox from 61 to 71 and the A's in 72. He started mostly his record. I thought it would be better, but it was 116-117. But the White Sox had some bad teams in there in the late 60s. 3.11 ERA. He was an all-star in 67. Won the World Series with the A's in 72. He was mostly a pitcher with the A's. And he was the ERA leader in 67. And he had a no-hitter against the Tigers on 9-10-67. And he was... uh, and he's the only player to win a Pony League title in 52, a College World Series with Oklahoma in 59, and the World Series with uh, Oakland in 72. So and he died of Alzheimer's. But the Red Sox, especially in Chicago, could not hit the White Sox pitching, and he was one of the guys they couldn't hit. So, uh, you know, whatever. Him and Bizarre and uh, Juan Pizarro and, uh, you know, these guys couldn't do anything with them. Stigman, yeah, well, okay. All right, so that's it for baseball that I have. Anybody got any other baseball? I do. Uh, Colorado Rockies signed Kyle Freeland, one of their up-and-coming young pitchers, to a five-year contract for $64 million or maybe something with the last year. He can extend it or get some kind of bonus if he pitches more than some Kyle Freeland. And that's good for the Rockies because it is very hard. The Rockies always, it's hard for them to get pitching. Yeah. So, so if they can yeah. find a pitcher that wants to stay there, boy, they got to take advantage of that. Well, they got one at $64 million. Uh, so. Good for them. So there you go. All right. So I guess we can move on to kind of not much NFL, but the pro football anyway. So the XFL, I guess, named their coaches the other day. Uh, Bob Stoops, uh, Jimmy Haslam, Wade Phillips, 
Uh, Terrell Buckley didn't even know he was in the coaching fraternity these days. Uh, Heinz yeah. Ward, him, yeah, Heinz Ward is another one. Uh, Anthony Becht and uh, Reggie Barlow. So uh, you're the one that had the story. And uh, there's another one. Uh, those are the ones you gave us. So anyway, but I thought Jimmy yeah. Haslam was the owner of the Browns. Yeah, that, that's where he made the mistake. There's, there's Jimmy Haslam, but there's a Jim Has. I mean, William Hazlitt. 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 Yeah, Hazlitt. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy so. Hazlitt. And, yeah, that's easy to confuse. Jimmy Hazlitt owns the Brown. Hazlitt was the other one that, yeah. So. Uh, okay. I had, to, I had to stop and think about that. I'm like, wait a minute. I know he owns the Browns, <laughs> but he's coaching too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So those are the coaches. We don't have uh, the team set up. I, I guess, do we know where the teams are going to be? Uh, no, there's talk of them going back to the same cities, but there's also talk of going to some cities maybe that don't have an NFL team. Like, a, you know, they did it with St. Louis and then, you know, like an Orlando or a San Diego or San Antonio and a hybrid of both. But they're going to have the eight teams. And remember, this XFL is the one owned by The Rock, and they actually have a deal with the NFL as far as using officials and testing out rules and innovations with the, right. I mean, they're not officially affiliated with the NFL, but they kind of have a working agreement with them. Okay. And they so start Derek, next year. Yep. So Derek Carr signed with the Raiders an extension uh, for four years, $121 million. So he'll be there through what, uh, Robert, uh, 26? Uh, 25. 20, uh, after the 25 season. But, oh, it's a three-year uh, extension. That's right, 23 yeah. through 25, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people, well, why would you do that? Well, I'm uh, I'm very happy with Derek Carr. Um, okay. You know, pe- people want to run him out of town, and I, I, I don't understand it. Uh, you know, he he doesn't make stupid decisions. Uh, he hasn't had a whole lot to work with. Nope. Now with Devontae Adams in the picture, things should be a lot easier for him. So I'm very happy. And he said uh, in his news conference, he said, look, uh, I could have gotten a lot more money, but this is where I wanted to play. He said, I told my agent, it's either it's either the Raiders or I'm going to retire and play golf and try to go for the PGA Tour. He said, the Raiders are the only team I want to play for, period. So okay. that, that's that. He likes new coaches. You know, that's what yeah. I'm going to tell you. Well, so, and, uh, with, with Josh McDaniels, things might be a lot easier for him, he, you know, since he's an offensive guy. So that's right. Who that's knows? right. No, yeah. this is this is the first real good coach. So, and, again, he has never, you know, uh, done that much in Denver. But he's, it's the first real professional coach they've had in a while. That's for sure. You know, right. grabbing assistance <clears throat> randomly for a while. So we'll see what happens. Right. And he's got a full no-trade contract, too. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Patriots, former Patriots, Stephon Gilmore has signed two years with the Colts and for $23 million. I think that's a good deal. With, you know, he's, he's still a good yeah. player. If he can stay healthy, yeah, he's, he's still a good still, player. You know? So they just uh, weren't going to pay him that kind of money here. So that, that's why they sent him to Carolina. And uh, and Marshan Lynch wants to be part owner of the Seattle Kraken. He is. He is. He, so he is, is already. He, okay, then. He is. Yep. Yeah. He's he is that's part of it. Yeah, that, yep. that was my hockey story that I was going to put in the hockey story. <laughs> we'll, put in uh, well, I figured it's a football had, story, too. I had it's, a hockey story, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, sorry to steal your <laughs> hockey story. But the thing, the thing is, will he, uh, as an owner, will he talk to the media? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But supposedly he's <clears> there have an initiative that's going on called Hockey is for Everyone, trying to get... Uh, minorities and right. inner city people involved in uh, interested in hockey and 
You know, he seems really excited about it. I don't know what his percentage is, but, you know. Yeah, and, re- and remember, he won't get fined if he doesn't talk to the media. Yeah, yeah I'm only, he, he can be here. He doesn't have to worry about I'm only here because I won't get fined. <laughs> yeah, right. So the, the uh, commanders, the Washington commanders, see, now we're two names away, so I don't have as much yeah. trouble with the Redskins anyway. I didn't, but um, yeah. still struggling with the Indians. <laughs> Excuse me, the commanders signed a big deal with WBIG for their radio rights, and I don't know what kind of a station WBIG is. I'm uh, guessing classic like rock. Classic, classic Rock. Classic Rock, okay. They're owned by iHeart, I think. All right. The big 100.3. So, all right. So, uh, they're going to be on there, and uh, we'll see what kind of streaming they may or may not do. We do get some streaming from iHeart from the Bengals and the Browns. So maybe we'll get some from the Commanders. We'll see. Yeah, you get, but, uh, you get them from the Eagle in Dallas for yep. the Mavericks. So, yeah, so you get them right. there. So, so, and we'll there's another music station, but, yeah, it's music. Okay. So, Sean, I, I know at the beginning of the week you didn't think you'd be talking about chicken salad, but go right ahead. Okay. Well, the USFL. <laughs> wait, wait, before we get okay, before we get to the USFL, we should, I thought there's one more NFL thing before we move out of it. Yeah. Okay. Um, Apparently the apparently the California <laughs> Carolina Panthers are mm-hmm. believed to be one of the teams interested in Baker Mayfield. Makes sense. Uh, apparently, yeah. it is not to their players. The players have come out basically in unison and said, "We don't want him here. He brings drama. We don't want his drama. Keep it out of here." Well, and you he know, we're interested the, in Seattle. He is, was a, He said he'd rather go to Seattle. Well, he he can want what he wants at this point, but the thing that he is, I don't know how much control he has because he's still a young player. The, he still the thing has is another year on his contract. So a year he, on his contract. So, so until un- unless until his contract expires, he has no leverage. That's correct. Yeah. Now there was a, an article in the Globe. This was interesting about the talking about Kyler Murray and talking about maybe what the Cardinals should do is trade Kyler Murray to Carolina, get a bunch of draft choices from the Panthers and then turn around and pick up Baker Mayfield for his one-year contract, give him a try, and see how he does. If you keep, if you like him, you keep him, you work it out, and that's fine. Because, you know, he's had some success. He's made the playoffs, whatever. You know, he, he, he isn't terrible. Yeah. No, so that's another, in there, that and is then, another situation, Chris. You reminded me that the uh, Cardinals and Kyler Murray uh, contract negotiations have broken off. Right. They're, they want to pay him about $5.5 million. He wants between 30 and 35 a year. Yeah, right. now, the the problem that Cleveland is going to have in this situation, uh, yes, they did pick up Deshaun Watson, they did give him $230 million, but we don't know what kind of suspension uh, that could right. uh, Okay, well, okay, now here's, here's the thing on uh, the trials are not going to take place until at least next March. His lawyer, Rusty Harden, is trying to get them in July to get it over with, but they're saying next March now, so he could be playing next year, and then it could affect another year depending on what happens. And Deshaun Watson did show up today, at, uh, this yesterday and today, at voluntary team workouts. But my, my point was, Sean, if he gets suspended, Cleveland is going to need a quarterback to play. But they don't want the, Kyler Murray. Or they don't want Baker Mayfield. They don't want Mayfield anymore. Well, I would. I, believe me, I wouldn't want him either. No, I'd rather have. Uh, I'd rather have. Uh, uh, well, I don't know whether I'd want Mayfield. I I think of the two, I think Mayfield's produced a little bit more than Murray. 
you know, but he's had a little bit of material to do it with, too. So. Well, no, Murray would go to Carolina. Murray would be going to right. Carolina. And they would just, but Watson, his deal, so if he's, so chances are he's, Watson's not going to be suspended this year because the yeah. trial, the civil trials are not happening until if, March. If they can know that Watson's going to play, then if I were the Browns, I'd send, you know, I'd, I'd send Mayfield I, I, yeah, to the Cardinals. If they know he's going to play, I would do something. Okay, Sean, yeah, give, us the, give us the USFL, then we have two hands, and we've got to get to hockey. All right, the USFL thing, first of all. All right, they did a thing kind of like a hard knocks to produce. They showed all the players and the teams going to, you know, practice kind of interview with the league called United Foot. When the United We Foot We Ball is what it was called. And they aired part of this, I guess, before the broadcast throughout NBC and Fox and everything. And so Davion Smith, he played for Michigan. Uh, Wolverines back in the day. He also played the Alliance of American Football uh, a couple of years ago, and you know he's been hanging out. But the Pittsburgh Maulers, Kirby Wilson is their coach. Apparently, he brought Smith in, and the the whole it's like a five minute video. And Wilson says it's been brought to my attention. You disrespected the league. Uh, line forty six says any disrespect of the league, the team, the coaching staff, hotel, etc can be led to automatic dismissal from the team. And he goes, well, let me tell you what's going on. He goes, well, it doesn't matter. Decisions, do you want to hear my, and he goes, do you want to hear my side of the story? And he said, look, they came in, they had chicken salad to eat. They had chicken salad. And I was like, well, I really don't like chicken salad. And he goes, I saw them walking into the kitchen with another with a pizza. And I said, well, can I have that? And he goes, well, that's not for you. And he goes, well, okay, that's fine. And then he goes, whatever. He goes, I walk off. And he goes, well, I feel bad, but the decision's already been made. You disrespected us, but you disrespected that employee. Just because he said, hey, I don't like chicken salad. He, so they cut him. This, this, And this league's wanting to get off to a good start. Yeah. And chicken salad. Mm-hmm. No pizza at the games, I guess, nope. for the USFL. Well, yeah, no pizza. He couldn't have the pizza. It was in the kitchen, so but he couldn't have it. But they, the guy quoted in line forty six of the of the handbook. Right. Yeah, so. <laughs> Rick, any so. more NFL while we're on the NFL? Yeah, just a couple of quick things. I'm Sammy Watkins signed with the uh, Packers, who need to receive his bail. But yep. you know, Adams left. Um, and besides, well, Kyle Murray actually came out and said he will not play for the Cardinals without a new contract. Yeah, he's right. we've, heard, we've heard that before. It doesn't necessarily. I mean, it'll happen, but and a couple other players that are that are NFL unrest are all third year. Uh, last year, their rookie contract wide receiver Debo Samuel, um, McCollin from the from the uh, commies, the commanders there, uh, uh-huh. and and AB, AJ Brown from Tennessee. They all they're all saying they're not going to participate in uh, optional workouts because they want new contracts. And the other thing is, I haven't heard anything about the new schedule. Usually, it happens this week, and it's. I'm waiting for it. It's not here. It's yeah. bugging me. Uh, come on, yeah. Rick, yeah. I don't I don't think it's gonna happen until after the draft because last oh, that's year unusual. But well that, if you remember last year, it didn't happen until after the draft also. I, I don't think, think so. so. I think it was the yeah, week before didn't. the draft last year. No, uh, I know it was a Thursday night, but I thought it was yeah, after the draft too. I, I, it was the week after. It was the week it will, after. It, it, will, it will be the week after the draft. Yep. We'll right. keep up on that, uh, Pierre. If you want to go ahead and unmute, and then let me give you, let me take you ahead so that Pierre. Then it's yeah, going to be yeah. hold hold up here. Then it's going to be Dick, and then it is going to be Bill in Chicago. So we'll go in that order. Pierre, you're first. Okay. Yeah, right now the uh, Mets and uh, uh, San Francisco is tied four to four in the bottom of the six. But uh, uh, Floyd and remember, made, and remember, by the way, these are nine inning games. Now we don't have seven inning doubleheaders right. anymore. But nice. uh, Floyd Floyd Mayweather came out this week 
and said that uh, Antonio Brown is very misunderstood. And wow. so, okay. so, so because he's misunderstood, this is for, <clears throat> this is what he's offered. Any team that will pick up Antonio Brown, if they have to get rid of him for any reason, he will pay that team $20 million. Call uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because apparently Tom still loves him. Okay, whatever. Good job, Pierre. Uh, Dick, you're next. And and you can't believe half of what Floyd Mayweather says. Go ahead, Dick. Hello, boys. Again, I had to call you when you mentioned Buckley, Tyrone Buckley. Yeah, he used to play for the Packers. Right. And one night he had a really bad game. He got burned a couple of times. And he said to the world, he said, I'm suck. <laughs> I'm suck. <laughs> That's what he said. That's what he said. He, now, he, he, he can go around now and say, me bad coach. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, oh, Rod, Woodson, Rod Woodson is the other coach. Yeah, yeah Rod, Rod Woodson. Oh, Rod Woodson. Right. Okay. That's the eighth right. one that you missed. I left it another message. Yeah. yeah, that's the eighth one. Eighth coach, by the way, yeah. Okay. Hey, Chris, how do you get into your radio streaming group? Oh, oh that's on our that's on our phone system. You have to be on uh, Fillmore to, to do Fillmore that. Fillmore phone system. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah. anyway, right. but like you're always welcome. Good. You're always welcome. Okay. okay. Uh, Bill, you're already unmuted, so just go right ahead and speak, and you're good to go. Okay. Well, this goes back a little bit. I couldn't get in in time because I had something going on here at the house. Back uh, <laughs> to baseball. You guys huh? are talking about taking pictures out. For no hitters. Well, I remember in '56 when Drysdale hit pitched that no hitter in the World Series. I saw that game on TV. Don Larson. Don, theory, Don Larson. Don Larson. Or Don Larson. I mean, what? Yeah. Don Larson. Right. Could he could hit the side of a barn the next year? But anyways, nope. He did good to hit the door, stand inside the barn, and throw the ball. Uh. But <laughs> anyways, my theory is if you're pitching good, they ought to keep you in there. But of course, I can see they're worried about the injury. But this morning on the sports, uh, I was listening to her on WGN this morning. Uh, I guess the Japanese player for Japan from for the Cubs. I guess he's a player of the week this year. He is in all the S- all the uh, Seiya Suzuki is his name, by the yeah, way. Yeah, whatever however you pronounce his name. And then, but they were talking about this young kid in Japan that they're watching. He's a pitcher. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he's twenty years old, and he's too young to come here yet. I guess. Yep. But he'd pitched a no hitter. And at the end of the game, he is still throwing a hundred and one mile an hour ball. Yeah. Wow! It, and it was it was actually it was actually Bill. It was a perfect game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And no, it was had, a perfect game. But anyways, he, his his average pitch his average pitch they say is over ninety five mile an hour. Yeah. Wow. And then his next that's start, his, he that's pitched his average innings. Yeah. Uh, that's his average speed. I mean, can you imagine? No some guy facing a guy facing ninety. Yeah. Well, hopefully his arm. You know, uh, doesn't uh, doesn't give out on them. You know, because they've right, got to wait. Right, they've right. got to pitch a certain number of years in Japan before they can come over here. Well, uh, they can, well, right, they right, can, right. what the way it works is they can be posted if he plays. I think it's seven more years. He can become a free agent and come over on his own. But his team can post him before that, and they can make money as well That's as right. him. Yeah, That's right. That's what happened with Dice K. I think. Yeah. I think they said age twenty five or something like that. Okay. You, you possibly yeah. could, could get to get a team here, but yep. when I when okay. I heard that, I was thinking, man, okay, that's it. All right, Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Bill. All right. Yep. All right. Hockey. The NHL. Here we go. Since we Atlantic. busted up Sean's uh, hockey story. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, John. I had a, yeah, you took my hockey story. Uh, I took you your hockey story. Well, it was a little bit of a hybrid. So what can you do? Atlanta, yeah, I the Atlantic, I should say. Florida with 114. Toronto with 106. Tampa Bay with 100, Bruins with 97. It looks like the Bruins, the best they could do now is third. Three, they can catch Tampa Bay, but it would be pretty hard to catch Toronto now. Buffalo, 69. Detroit, 
Detroit 68, Ottawa 63, Montreal 51. Metropolitan Division, Carolina 106, the Rangers 104, Pittsburgh 97. Looks like the uh, Rangers and Carolina are fighting it out for first. Pittsburgh should be third. Washington is at 90. Oh, let's see. Where is Washington here? Oh, Washington's only one behind them. They're at 96. Okay, Penguins got to watch their back. Uh, the Islanders, 79, Columbus, 76, New Jersey, 61, Philadelphia, 57. In the Central, we have Colorado at 116, St. Louis, 102, Minnesota, 101. They're going to, you know, as we know, they're going to meet in the series. Uh, Nashville's at 91, and Dallas is at 91. So they're tied for that last wild card spot. Winnipeg, 81, Chicago, 61, and Arizona, 49. And in the Pacific, Calgary with 103, Edmonton 94, the Kings 90. So they'll be meeting in a series, it looks like, too. Vegas, uh, well, we don't know. Vegas is 87, so they could maybe sneak in. Vancouver 86, Anaheim 74, San Jose 70, and uh, Seattle 56. So in the east right now, Washington would pay, play Florida, and Tampa Bay would play Toronto in, uh, you know, in that division. And the Bruins would have to go and play Carolina. The Rick says he, and they haven't played well against them, so they'd have to go right now and play Carolina. And Pittsburgh and the Rangers. Now, Pittsburgh and the Rangers is the kind of thing you see a lot more in hockey. A first-round series that's, you know, there's about eight teams maybe that have a good chance to win the Cup. And Pittsburgh and the Rangers are a couple of them, and, you know, we're right there. And, you know, they're going to have to meet in the first round. That's a lot more like what the Celtics are having to do with the, uh, with the uh, Nets than you usually see in the NBA. It takes the NBA a while to get to the, to the good matchups usually. So The Rangers you know, could still catch Carolina, so then, then yes, they, they could. Be, but yeah. Right, but I'm saying either way, if the Pittsburgh plays Carolina, that's a top matchup too. You yeah, know, you just but I'm just see, saying, though, yeah, yeah. Rangers and Pittsburgh may not meet in the first. Yeah. True, right. true. Yeah. But uh, and, and we said there's only a couple of points there between the Rangers and Carolina. Yeah. But the, the point I'm making is the NHL always seems to have a couple of three really top oh, matchups yeah. that you know could have happen in the next round or even the third round. Uh, with the NBA, it's unusual to have this kind of matchup with the Celtics and the Nets. Okay, so then in the West, right now, it'd be Dallas at Colorado, Minnesota at St. Louis. Then we'd have Nashville at Calgary, and the uh, Kings are at, at Edmonton. The wild card standings right now, Nashville 91, Dallas 91. So they've got those last two wild cards right now. Vegas is at 87, but remember, they could sneak in by getting uh, catching up with the Kings. But they've got 87, Vancouver 86, and Winnipeg now is out of it with 81. So, you know, we had a couple of uh, news notes for the NHL. The Winter Classic is going to be at Fenway Park again yeah. on uh, January 2nd of 23 against the Penguins. That'll be good, the Monday of the, the bowl games. Is this, uh, Sean, off the top of your head, do you know which, where, are we on the Sugar Bowl, Rose Bowl, New Year's Day thing or another? Uh, no, Sugar cycle? Bowl, Rose Bowl was last, uh, wait, oh, yes, yes, I think it is. Yes. Okay, so that's oh, no, 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 wait, wait a minute, though. It won't be New Year's Day because it'll be on the second because New, yeah. they're not going to go up against the but other. But that's no, when New Year's Day, that's when New no, Year's Day is celebrated. It'll be, it'll be the peach and fiesta this year because this is okay. the last year and then it goes back right. to the rotation. But what I'm saying yeah. is that is uh, New Year's Day. That's when New Year's Day will be was uh, this is on the second because the, the first, uh, they won't play the bowl games and you'll have the NFL on that Sunday. So, right. But I'm and, just saying. Uh, the, and the reason why it's the Penguins, remember, John, Henry and group now own the Pittsburgh. That's right, Penguins, too. So. Yeah, that's right. Around here, that the Bruins will be wearing their road uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, well, they had a great Winter Classic in uh, 2010 here at Fenway, and uh, you know the Bruins have been in about three of these. One at Notre Dame against the Blackhawks, they lost it uh, in Foxborough at the Gillette against uh, Montreal, I think it was. And then Carey Price uh, was. Uh, did he come back? And uh, I know you said he was going to. 
come back to play uh, for Montreal? Yes, did he did come back. He did come back, and he lost the game three to nothing. But apparently, he played really well, and he's happy to be back. And, uh, he apologized for uh, the fans for being gone for so long, but he said his men- mental health is in much better shape than what it was, and he recovered okay. from all of his surgeries and. Um, I think the Canadians are still going to try and unload his salary during the offseason. And he is originally from Seattle. Oh. So, so the rumor is that he's eventually going to wind up in Seattle for the Kraken. Okay. And the big death in the hockey world, Mike Bossy, 65 years old. He died of lung cancer. He was a right winger for the Islanders. He plays from Montreal, junior in Quebec, and from 72 to 77. He was the 15th pick in 77, drafted by the Islanders. He played for them from 77 through 87. He had 573 goals in 11 years. There are 12 years. That's not bad at all. And 553 assists for 1,146 points. And uh, and then uh, the playoffs, he had 85 goals and 75 assists for 160 points. <clears throat> he, of course, uh, was on the cup t- winning teams from 80 through 83 and the Hall of Fame induction in 91 for him. He uh, won the Calder uh, Trophy in 78 for the Rookie of the Year. Seven All-Star games, 78, 80 through 83, and 85 and 86. Then he was, he was the Lady Bing winner in 83, 84, and 86. And he scored the winning goals in uh, uh, two consecutive Stanley Cup uh, victories uh, to win the games uh, in 82 and 83. And in uh, and the only other, uh, one other uh, guy did that that we, we didn't get who that was. And in the 83 finals, uh, Prince of Wales finals between the Bruins and the Islanders, he scored all four game-winning goals. And uh, so I remember him very well from playing the Bruins at that point. And, Some of the- and one of the reasons why he retired so early, Chris, is he developed a very bad back, and uh-huh. so he, could, he couldn't play anymore. Uh, he said had his back not went out and been been a problem, he would have played a few more years. Oh, sure. Uh, he was one of only five goals uh, guys to get 50 goals in 50 games. And in most consecutive 50-goal seasons, he scored in nine, 50 in nine seasons in a row. So, uh, I tied Wayne Gretzky for that. Right, right. So, uh, you know, quite a, so they had, uh, we lost Clark Gillies a couple of months ago, who was his line mate. And uh, Mike Bossy was, you know, a great player and, you know, a really short career, but a great career. I mean, 500 goals, over 500 goals in 11 years. That's uh, amazing. I think it was the most, uh, what was it, the statistic, the most average goals per game of, of any player. That, that yeah, that's still, that's still the all-time record, by the way. Right. You know. So that's it. On that. Any other uh, comments, Rick? You sound like you might have wanted to say something about no, hockey. No, no, just, no. Just that he was a he was a. I mean, he averaged over, well over a point a game. That was great. Yeah, you know, yeah. great boy. Yeah, amazing. Okay, I guess that's it for hockey. So I think that's it for uh, our show. I think uh, we're just, uh, one more one more thing that just came across the okay. wire. A group led by Dave Stewart is preparing to make a bid for an MLB expansion team. Now, we don't know where that expansion, you know, what group or where, but Dave Stewart, a former great pitcher, apparently getting ready to become uh, the leader of a group to buy an expansion team. Well, Sean, the, uh, the, uh, we'll have more of that next time. Yeah, I, I can right. tell. I can tell you before we get out of here, he's been very unhappy with the way the A's have been run, and of course they're supposed to retire his number this year. And uh, uh, I'm surprised to hear him go after an expansion team. I'd like to see him put put together maybe a group to, maybe to buy the A's. They won't no. sell to him. Maybe that's maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. maybe he won't. Well, we'll fo- we'll follow that story going what, forward. 
Yeah. But I'll tell you what I will sell. I will sell you on how to listen to this podcast at any time throughout the week, or you you can sell your friends on that by downloading it at legendoldies.com, typing in Sports Lounge Live in your podcatcher, or uh, telling your smart speaker to play Sports Lounge Live from Apple Podcasts or Sports Lounge Live Podcast from TuneIn, or go to 773-572-3006, option number nine. Don't forget, come back tomorrow at nope, nope, 9 a.m. Eastern for the... No, for the coffee club. Oh, for the, the coffee, coffee club. club. That's right. <laughs> and Thursday night, six thirty Eastern for All Things Radio. Remember the Bill Perry and Friends show. Bill Gary and Friends taking a little break for a while, but you can come back next week for here. Sports not live, and there'll be more in the playoffs and close to the draft. So see you later.